0: Welcome to the Picky Girl Travels Podcast. I'm Adelia Borishadeh. Okay, y'all are going to get a little insight into the crazy way that my mind works. Um, In some of the Facebook travel groups I'm in, because we can't travel, people are asking lots of questions about travel, that sort of thing. And so one of the questions that came up was like, you know, what's a movie that inspired you to travel? And then more specifically, what black movie inspired you to travel? And a movie that came up a lot was Last Holiday with Queen Latifah and LL Cool J. If you're not familiar with that movie, uh, here's the description according to IMDb. Upon learning of a terminal illness, a shy woman decides to sell off all of her possessions and live it up at a posh European hotel. Okay? So... I'm in fe- on Facebook, I see people posting about this movie. I've seen it, and that triggers something in my brain that makes me wonder, like, hmm, I wonder, what would people say if you asked them, if they were given that situation? Um, if you only had three weeks to live, what would you do? I think before the pandemic answers would have been pretty standard I think most people would have said you know I'm gonna travel I'm gonna spend my final days being with my family and the people I love I think there are some people who had like dreams maybe they had put off or deferred and they're like you know I always dreamed of doing x y and z and they would do that you know I also wonder, this is again how my wacky little brain works, does that answer change now because of the pandemic, because we are being confronted with with death or mortality or the possibility of death on like a daily basis? Um, I will at least say that I've seen in several of the groups that I'm in You know, people are posting about, you know, like, oh, my trip got canceled or, you know, I was going to do this thing for my birthday and COVID-19 didn't let me. Because COVID-19, I'm not going to say ruined my birthday, but definitely changed my birthday plans. I was supposed to be in Thailand and instead I was in Hefei, China. Not even the same, not even close. But I've seen people post in various groups it's been comments like, you know, I really took travel for granted or I had really wanted to visit this place and I was hoping to do that, you know, next summer, but now with the pandemic, I don't know if I'm ever going to get to go. So, you know, I'm I'm thinking about how the pandemic is is impacting how we would behave when it comes to travel or you know if we've got limited time left how that's being affected um people are also talking about their bucket list and um i think i mentioned before like eh, I, that's kind of how i feel about bucket lists so we'll we'll talk about that a little bit Um, Officially, technically, a bucket list is a number of experiences or achievements that a person hopes to accomplish during their lifetime. Um, So if you've got this kind of ongoing list about things or place, things you want to do, places you want to visit, people often refer to that as their bucket list. You know, you talk about bucket list destinations, like I wrote a post about my trip to Chernobyl back in January. And I was like, is Chernobyl a bucket list destination or is it a nuclear wasteland? (laughs) So, you know, there are those, those of us who kind of have this theoretical list in their head of the places they want to visit and the things they want to do um i do not fall into that category. There are people who literally have a list. They like number those things out. Um i don't fall into that category either. And it really doesn't matter whether you have this theoretical list or you have a pen and paper list. Um i think those kinds of lists, i don't want to i don't want to come off as harsh. <laughs> but they're kind of pointless. I don't know. I don't want to say they're pointless, but I don't like bucket lists. We we can agree on that. I I will stand by that statement. I don't like bucket lists. Um, And here's why I don't like bucket lists. The focus To me, when you say, oh, that's going on my bucket list or these are my bucket list places, to me, the focus is on someday in the future. And I don't like that. When is someday? When do you actually plan on going to those places, seeing those things, doing those activities? Um, That's what I'm always struck by. For example, in the movie Last Holiday, Queen Latifah's character she had a list. She she didn't call it a bucket list, but she had a binder where she saved pictures of the places she wanted to visit, of the hotel she wanted to stay in, of the food she wanted to cook. Um, But she, to me, it didn't seem like she ever had a plan to make those things happen. And what is it they say? Uh, A a goal, no, was <laughs> I can't even get the quote right. Uh A goal without a plan is just a dream or something like that. You know what I'm trying to say here. It's like you have these aspirations, but if you've got no plan to make it happen, or you're not actively trying to figure out one, are you actually going to achieve those things? And to me, you know, I'm like, don't, again, I've told y'all I'm about living life with no regrets. And so you've got this long bucket list and you never do anything on it. And you're on your deathbed and you're like, damn, I should have done all that stuff. So to me, this is one of my major issues with, with bucket lists and why I don't really like them. Um, and people, have a lot of good reasons of why, you know, like they've never gotten a chance to do those things. Just like Queen Latifah's character in the movie, you know, time. I don't have time. I got to go to work. I've got kids. I've got a husband, you know, I'm just so busy. That may be a valid reason. Um, you know, people talk about their responsibilities, especially if you've got kids, trust me, I know. Um, or you've got a parent to take care of, or you've got other responsibilities, like with organizations that you are a member of, your job responsibilities. Um, another thing that comes up a lot is people are like, I want to do these things, but they cost so much. And yes, cost can be a thing, but You know, you can also figure out a way around that depending on what it is. And I think the last thing is what I think the real thing is. The reason that people don't make the experiences on their bucket list actually happen for them is fear. And if we're going to keep beating the same dead horse of using last holiday as our analogy here. Queen Latifah's character was definitely scared. She was scared to try anything new. She was scared to step out of her, uh, safe zone. She was scared to let LL Cool J's character know she, you know, she was into him. Um, I think people let fear stop them from doing so much. And I think sometimes they don't even realize that that's what it is. Um, For me, in my personal experience, anyone that I've dealt with that has had, quote unquote, a bucket list, most people don't have a sense of immediacy when it comes to their bucket list. Again, it's that idea of it would be nice if I did these things before I die. But there's no real time frame attached to it. There's no immediacy. Again, it's that idea of someday I will do this. I have only met one person. In my entire life, that really seemed to have a sense of immediacy with their bucket list, and that is Pat Clay. Um, If you are in any of the big travel groups on Facebook, you've probably come across her. I will include a link to her IG because that's where she shares some of her travel pictures and videos and whatnot. Now, What's so special about Pat? Um, Well, first of all, let me tell you how we met uh, three years ago, almost, no, two and a half years ago when I was living in Mexico City. This was right after the big earthquake on September 19th. She was scheduled to come to Mexico City to celebrate her birthday and was going to cancel her trip. And again, through one of the Facebook groups that we were both a member of. Now she and I didn't know each other, but she had posted this uh and because I was in the city, I replied like no you should come. The city is open for business, you know, there are certain areas that yes were hard hit, but on the whole, the city is back no, I'm not going to say back to normal, but the city was functional. And so when she did go ahead with her birthday trip to Mexico city and when she was in town, we got together for a drink and, you know, two travelers, of course, we're going to talk about travel, um, two black women. We talking about, you know, what that's like traveling as black women and, At the time we met, she was in the process of saving some money because she was going to quit her job and just travel the world for a year or two because she said to me and she says this to anybody that she had so much stuff on her bucket list, it became apparent that just traveling when she had time off from work that sort of thing she was never going to see everything she wanted to see and the the thing that kind of was the kick in the butt that she needed to go ahead and take that jump was actually a trip she had taken to Peru where she met a couple who had done that same thing they quit their job, they sold their stuff, and they were traveling the world. And for her, that was an aha moment. It was like, whoa, people actually do this. This is a possibility. And that's when she really started to think about, there are all these things I want to see, these places I want to go. And if I just settle for long weekends and my standard vacation time, I'm never going to see it all. And so, She made the decision. She basically, she came back from that trip to Peru. She gave herself a year to save the money and to sell everything she owned and to travel the world. And she did it. She, as a matter of fact, she's still doing it now. Originally, the plan was supposed to just be one year, maybe up to two. And you talk to Pat now, she'll tell you uh, (laughs) she's not going back to work. She's just going to figure out a way to keep traveling. So I think I've pretty much established that, yeah, I'm not a big fan of bucket lists because I don't like the idea of people putting things off. Um, so what am I a fan of? I am a, I prefer a done it list. And that is something that I have kept from time to time. Now, currently, my done it list is not up to date. <laughs> uh, and so, you know, maybe with some downtime that I will have uh, after I move, maybe that's when I'll go ahead and up. Updated, but why do I prefer uh, a done it list to a bucket list? Well, the number one reason is it shifts the focus away from "Oh, I hope to do these things one day in the future" to "What are you doing it right now?" Um, my done it list is a list of all the cool shit I have done in my life. It might be travel stuff. It might be, um, you know, events I attended. It's just things that were cool that I've, I'm, I look at and like, wow, I did that. Or I was there, that kind of stuff. Um, in a way it is somewhat motivational because I'm keeping track of The cool things that I do. So as opportunities present themselves to me, I kind of look at it like, Ooh, maybe I should try this thing because that would be a cool thing to put on my list as something that I have done. Um, it's also kind of motivational in a way to make you sort of like get up off your ass and actually do some stuff or go some places. Um, and then, of course, it's nice to be able to look back at like, wow, look at this last year. Look at all this cool shit I did. Um, or, you know, looking back over multiple years and being able to see, look at all all these places I went, all these cool things I did, all of these awesome things that I was a part of. Um, that's why I prefer a done it list to a bucket list. I don't know. Uh, maybe y'all think that that's kind of a crazy thing or you're like, eh, it's, 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 you know, six and one half, half a dozen and another other, uh, to each his own. And yeah, to each his own. If you like the idea of keeping a bucket list of things that you want to accomplish, that's fine. That's great. Do you, but I will tell you for me, um, I, I like the thinking, um associated with having a done it list. Now like some of the stuff that's on my done it list like I've ridden in the Goodyear blimp. Um I've been skydiving. Uh I've visited Stonehenge. I saw the pyramids at Giza. I saw the pyramids I climbed the pyramids at Teotihuacan in Mexico. I've seen Sade in concert. Every, I've been to every Sade tour since 1993. Um, and just as a side note, if she decides to put out any music or go on tour, I will be at that concert as well, no matter where it is on earth. Um, I What what else is on my, my done it list? Ooh, I visited the Three Gorges Dam. Now this speaks to what a huge geography nerd I am um because I know most regular folks don't get excited about going to see a dam but that's like probably to me <laughs> one of the coolest things I've done in China um the it's the world's largest dam and it is also responsible when they filled the reservoir behind the Three Gorges Dam it actually slowed down the is ro- it the rotation or the revolution i'm trying to remember y'all um, the rotation of the earth on its axis like the shift in the weight of of that mass putting all that water behind it dam- it actually slowed down the rotation of the earth it's a huge it was a huge huge building project. There's all these issues, all kind of fun geography nerd stuff associated with the construction of the three gorges dam. And so to actually go and see it and be there, it was super cool. Um, I built a custom house. Um, you know, I've had that experience. I don't need that experience again. That was a headache. Uh, I've been to the great wall of China, um, I've climbed an active volcano. Actually I've climbed several. Um, I took a doors off helicopter ride and you know, like that, again, I kind of looked at that as like, mm, when am I going to have a chance to do this? I went for it. And that's, that's why I like the idea of a done it list. Like In those moments where I might hesitate to take a risk or to step out of my comfort zone, the idea of this is going to be so cool to be able to say, I did this. That's, you know, a nice little motivator for me. Um, I have attempted to learn another language. I'm not going to go out and say that I actually did learn another language, Uh, Because if you ever try to speak to me in Spanish, you will know that that is overstating my Spanish ability a great deal. However, I did formally enroll at UNAM which is the largest university in Latin America. It's in Mexico city. And I attended a language class and, you know, my Spanish was pretty not horrible (laughs) when I was living in Mexico, being gone for the past couple of years. It's, it's not great. So hopefully I'll get some of that back. Um, what else is on my done it list? Um, oh, this was cool. I got a traditional bamboo tattoo. And this was not even something I even had as a possibility of something that could even happen. I was in um Indonesia in October and just on a whim, I walked past a tattoo studio. And there was an artist, a traditional bamboo artist visiting from Bali. And when I say bamboo artist, now, if you're thinking about tattoos being done with one of those guns, that's like a machine and and it digs into your skin and deposits the ink. I've got plenty tattoos that were done that way. But what this guy does is he uses, it, it looks like, and I'll include a picture If I can include a picture in the show notes, I'll see if I can. Um, What it looks like is like a Harry Potter wand. It's a long piece of bamboo. And then at the end, there's a needle and he uses that to poke you and deposit the ink under your skin. It's a very different process than getting a machine tattoo. Um, I absolutely loved it. I would recommend it to anybody. Um, I'm very much of the thought now that if I get any more tattoos, I want them to be bamboo tattoos, but just on a whim, I walk past this tattoo parlor. He's there with his wife and his wife, this woman could sell, <laughs> she could sell anything to anybody. She was like, you know, you want one. And if you've got any tattoos, you know, you're usually a sucker for getting more, but on a whim without a plan, I saw an opportunity to get a traditional tattoo done in a traditional way by someone who was highly skilled. He's like one of the top artists in the world. Like that was like a once in a lifetime kind of thing. So like that was very cool to do. Um, You know, something less cool, but still an achievement. I changed the tire before on a car. Nobody ever formally taught me how. This is just for me observing other people. Um, I'm proud of that. Um, and hopefully, I'm going to be able to add to my done it list, a uh, survived global pandemic. You know, fingers crossed on that one. Um, in the movie, uh, Last Holiday, this quote that Queen Latifah's character says, I think, says a whole lot. Um, She says, you wait and wait for something big to happen and then you find out you're gonna die. And I think that speaks to what so many people do, especially women. Oh boy, I could could go on and on about this. Um, So many women, we have... Allowed ourselves, we have been conditioned to delay our dreams, our goals, our happiness, whatever those things are that we want to do. We put them to the back burner because we have responsibilities. We've got to take care of our family. We've got to finish school. We've got to do this thing. We've got to do that thing. And we put off this stuff because we're waiting for someday. And then some days, some sometimes you end up dying or becoming disabled or something big happens before you someday ever comes. And so this is why I'm so anti and so against this idea of oh, I'll do that later. I'll do that someday, planning for someday. I don't like that. I like the idea of this is what I'm doing now. So, you know, and if we think about death, (laughs) I hope, I hope y'all don't think I'm morbid, but I do think about death quite a bit because I like to think about the things that we try not to think about. And death is one of them. But this idea, like she says in the quote, you know, uh, then you find out you're going to die. Well, I'm sure y'all have seen it all over the internet. Uh people have turned it it's not a meme, but we often see it posted online, you know, the the five top 5 deathbed regrets, you know. Um I wish I had had the courage to live a life true to myself and not like other people expected me. That's like the most common regret of all. And if you know anything about me, you know anything about what I stand for, it's about living life with no regrets. And so one of the things that inform my choices, you know, like, oh, am I going to get the bamboo tattoo or not is if I don't do this, will I regret it? And I don't want to live with regrets. So I will say yes to some shit that maybe I shouldn't, but I don't want to be, I don't want to look back and be like, damn, I should have done that. I wish I had done that. I regret not doing that. I'm i am not here for regret. Um, another thing on the list of top deathbed regrets is that, you know, I wished I hadn't worked so hard. A lot of us, who live like in the United States um get caught up in the whole psych the whole rat race thing that I've got to work hard I've got to achieve these things in my career before I can do x y and z but nobody on their deathbed says I'm so happy I spent all that time at work if anything like this says um they regret doing that they regret not giving time and space to the things that really interest them the things that they were passionate about um number 3 on that list is uh I wish I had had the courage to express my feelings um i'm i'm i will say I am guilty or I have been guilty in the past of not expressing myself in an authentic way. I am trying my best not to be that person anymore. Uh, So this will definitely not be a regret that I have because I'm actually working to be that auntie that you are always hesitant to ask her anything because you never know what's coming out of her mouth. Think Jennifer Lewis, Um, the mom on blackish, oh gosh, what has Jennifer Lewis not played in, but the way she is in her real life and the way many of her characters are, she doesn't hold her tongue for anybody. You never know what's going to come out of her mouth. That's who I'm trying to be. So, uh, I'm letting go of that, you know, keeping my feelings in because I don't want to hurt somebody else. I don't want to offend. Hey, I'm going to say what I'm going to say and you take it how you want. Uh, number four on the list is I wish I had stayed in touch with my friends. Um, you know, do it. There's nothing, especially in the world we live in with technology and all that stuff. This should not be a regret that anybody has. Um, and then the last one, which I, 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 So many people, so many women have this one. I wish I had stayed, oh no, what does it say? I wish I had let myself be happier again. It speaks to that conditioning so many of us have about denying ourselves the things we want, making sacrifices. There's always a good reason for those sacrifices. But just know that everything in life comes at a cost. And if you're sacrificing the things you love, the things you want to try, the cost may be that you end up dying before you ever get a chance to do those things. And so is that something that you're comfortable with? For me, it is not, which is why, I have chosen to just, you know, defy convention as, as my tagline says, and just be like, I don't care what a black 45 year old woman is supposed to do. I don't care what society says I'm supposed to do. I'm going to do the things that I want to do because at the end of the day, you only get this one life. And so you've got to make it what you want it to be. I have said it before, and I will say it again. I don't believe in regrets. Now, are there things in my life that were not great? Totally. But I don't regret doing them. I don't regret them happening. You know, I try and take the lesson out of everything, but I don't regret um, those those aspects of my life because I really don't see the purpose in regret. Um, what does being regretful, what does that solve? That doesn't fix anything. That doesn't change anything. Um, so to me, it's kind of pointless to stay in a place of regret. I think it's unnecessary. Um, I'm not saying that it's inevitable. Like, yeah, you might feel it for a little bit, but just don't stay in a place of regret. Um, because it does not serve you it doesn't do you any good uh if anything it weighs you down it forces you to carry those regrets around with you like extra emotional baggage and who the hell needs more of that um so no we need to let that stuff go um And that's why I focus on living my life in such a way that I don't have regrets. It is something that I keep at the forefront of my mind. Um, So when the opportunity presented itself to move to Honduras, that was the first time that I moved out of the U.S. to work at a teeny tiny school I had never heard of you know, first of all, who moves to Honduras? Usually it's everybody leaving Honduras trying to go somewhere else. But, you know, saying no to that opportunity, would I have regretted it? I think so. So I said, yes. Um, There's so many times that I've kind of had that same conversation with myself about, am, uh, am I going to regret this? And then the other question I often ask myself is, will this kill me? Am I going to die? How likely am I going to die? Those are really (laughs) the two questions that guide my decision making. If I feel that the likelihood that I will die in an activity is relatively small, and that by not doing that activity, I will have some regret. I go for it, which is why, you know, I jump out of airplanes. I jump off buildings. Um, You know, at some point I'm going to find myself with an opportunity to bungee jump. I'll probably do that. You know, um, I'm not telling anybody to put their safety uh, at risk. But again, like I said, I try to think about is this, if I don't do this, if I don't take advantage of this opportunity, am I going to regret it? I keep talking about how I live my life in a way to minimize regrets. How do I do that? I live intentionally. And what does that mean? Uh, To live intentionally means that you are purposeful in your words, and in your actions. Uh, It means that you live a life that is meaningful and uh, fulfilling to you, not necessarily somebody else. It also means that you make thoughtful choices in life. Now, it might not seem like my, will this kill me? question is being thoughtful but it is I am weighing the decision before I make it I don't just go blindly into something I'm I'm evaluating each situation and each decision to see if it aligns with my values and how I live my life and how I live my life is if it's not gonna kill me I'm probably gonna try it (laughs) and finally uh Living intentionally means that you are um actively engaging in um life that's by that I mean you are living your life versus letting life just happen and to me that's huge it's like taking over the driver's seat in your life um to me, when people stay in that mindset of, oh, I'll do this someday, someday this will happen. That's like, okay, if it happens, if life just allows this to happen versus I am purposefully choosing to engage in things that align with who I am. Um, So, How do you, how do you put that into like real action? How do you make that a part of your life? Um, First of all, you got to decide to live life, Um, you know, live your life, what's right for you and stop comparing it to other people because other people are not you. How they live their life works for them, but it may not work for you. How they live their life, what they're doing that doesn't really matter for your happiness. So you've got to, you know, live your life for you. Um, Figure out what's important. What are your priorities? This is huge because you have to figure out what matters for you. For me, I can tell you, it was travel. I can remember very pointedly sitting down, this was after I got divorced divorced, and figuring out, okay, what is this new life going to look like for me? Because again, I've told y'all, I was so happy that I had this second chance at life. I wasn't going to waste it because I could have died uh, when I was younger. And then what? That that would have been all I got out of life. That And that wouldn't have been great. Okay, so I sat down and listed out like what were my values, what were the things that were important to me, and travel obviously came to the top of that list. And it was at that point that I really centered my life around it because that's the thing that gave me joy, that's the thing that brought me fulfillment. So that meant, or that means basically. Travel is my life. So everything I do is about travel. Like I work (laughs) so I can pay for travel. Um, I look for opportunities that are going to provide me travel. If I say yes to something, it's because there's something, some way I get to travel out of it. That might not be your thing. Um, I can tell you my oldest daughter, She's not like me in that way. She's like, no, I don't need to go out and see the world. I'm good where I am. That's her life. But my life is different. Um, so figure out what are your goals? What are your priorities? Um, and then once you figure that out, it is pretty simple with how to make the right decisions to get what you want. Um, pay attention to other people. Continue to learn from other people, especially when you find that there is something you want to do, but you're not sure how to do it. Look for other people who are doing that thing and ask questions. You know, um, that to me is one of the great things about social media. Uh, It has been able to connect me uh, in a way that, I just wasn't connected before I'm an introvert. So I'm not going to just go talk to strangers on my own, but being able to use social media has allowed me to connect with some women who are doing some really incredible things and to connect me with women who have some of the knowledge that I've been trying to get myself. So definitely keep learning from other people and, um, you know, I mentioned this before, part of me living intentionally is the uh, will I die test. (laughs) Uh, That's sort of my litmus test for whether or not I should do something. Um, Maybe you're not gonna be as extreme as me, but you know, kind of come up with your own. Um, But this all begs the question of like, yeah, Adelia, this is all great and good, but how the hell am I gonna afford any of this? Well, here's here's how I look at it. It's about money and it's about time. You've heard people say that time is money. And I think you have to treat your time the same way you would treat money. Would you waste money? Would you throw money away? No, I seriously doubt you would. Okay, so don't do that with your time. Everything in life has trade-offs. Everything in life has a cost. Sometimes that cost is monetary. It will cost you X, X number of dollars to do it. But sometimes that cost is in your time. You give up so many hours a day to this job. You give up so many years of your life to this relationship, to this man that turns out not to have been worth it. Okay. I'm, I'm speaking for myself there. That might not be your situation, but I think you need to look at your time the same way you look at your money and, you know, create, create a budget. And I know that sounds like so lame, like, uh a budget. Um, not in this episode, but in a future episode, I'll talk to y'all about how I budget and I math is not my strong suit and budgeting is not my strong suit. So I kind of do an anti-budget budget, budget. but here is why, even if you think like, I hate budgeting, I don't want to do it. This is why I think you really need to do it is because you, 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 you put your money where things are important that's where you spend your money so if like me travel is important to you well then that should be the focus of your budget making sure that there is money for that to happen you hear people talk about all this all the time like oh but there was no money left at the after i paid my bills there was no money left to do the thing that i wanted to do well then i'm left asking was that thing that you wanted to do was that really your your priority because if it was a priority i think you would restructure things so that the money was there and that might mean you save $50 out of every paycheck until you have enough i'm i'm not saying like oh in in every weekly budget every monthly budget you're going to have all this money to do all these things i'm not saying that But I'm saying that if something is important to you and you really want to make it happen, you've got to align your resources with those kind of decisions. And I don't think you can really do that if you don't create a budget. Um, And so I've probably been going on and on for who knows how long talking about this, but... It is time for this episode to come to a close. So um, thank you for listening. Uh, It would be greatly helpful if you would review the podcast on whichever platform you happen to be listening to it. If you would like to see more of the, the, the craziness that is my life and the nonsense I'm up to, you can check me out on instagram and facebook at picky girl travels i am also on twitter at picky girl travel no s no i just g-r-l um, of course you can visit the blog, the website, uh, there is more there than just the blog. There are also some resources. If you are wanting to get a better handle on your money, you're wanting to move abroad, you're wanting to travel, things like that. I've kind of put together a bunch of resources on the website. So the blog is www.pikygirltravelstheworld.com. Um, Oh, and if you are a female solo traveler or you want to be one, uh, check out the Facebook group, Solo Sisters. Um, There's a link for it on the blog if you can't find it on Facebook. Okay, so until next week, y'all.